Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao feeling very oozy on the first Thursday in the first live stream of December. Happy December, everybody. We finally made it. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Another May year. Christmas bonus na ba mga 13th month Wala and then some. Hindi ko alam ba, ang tagal eh. Kayo, sana kayong in the chat. Sana meron na kayo. Kasi kami, wala. ako wala pa. Ako wala pa. <laughs> ako definitely so, nana- wala. <laughs> nananawagan po kami sa mga nagpapasweldo sa amin. Nasa uh-huh. na po ang aming mga 13th month. Uh, mandated po yan ng, ng batas. I mean, I got... I mean, it's, it's coming, but I just want it to come sooner. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Tino, you, know, you were saying. Sorry, no, I got my first corporate uh, stand-up gig. So that's, that's like, I guess, nice, 13th nice. month pay. Congrats, man. Look at look Congrats. at Chino making bank during the Christmas season. Uh, at least oh, that makes syempre, one of us. Oh, sure. Kailangan entertainment. Hit. Oh. Kailangan yung entertainment sa mga office parties nyo. Hit me up. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, you know no, 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 yeah. Office parties are making a comeback. Yes. Uh, last year, we still didn't have them. Puro online pa lang sila. But now, mm. we are back in full force. So, I'm looking forward to that. So, you know. Sana may entertainment. Yeah, kung kailangan nyo ng stand-up comedian, eto, si Chino book nyo. Kailangan nyo MC. Ako, ako yung book nyo. Yeah, kailangan comedy. nyo ng wrestler, si Roy book nyo. ComedyManila.ph for comedy needs. Yeah. Hey. Alright. Right. It's a busy live stream. Sabi natin, we have a huge announcement. So, we're gonna start off with that. We're welcoming somebody new to the roster. This person will also be joining the ranks of Rowan A.S.H., Please welcome making his official debut as a wrestling wrestling podcast ASH Emil ASH. Hey, hey! I'm finally part of the roster. As of right now, I am Emil ASH on the wrestling wrestling podcast. Yo, it is official. Congrats, Emil! Thank you for accepting our invitation to join as an ASH. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so- uh, you're welcome. Yeah, but we have to address people who might be wondering what this means for Rowan. So, ni naman siya si Sante. 
obviously he's pretty busy with school. He is on the way to becoming a DDS, which is you know a doctor of dental medicine. So because of his uh, really tight schedule, because of his academics, we will be relegating him to our audio onlys that you know usually pop up earlier in the week. So that's what he has more time for. Whereas Emil always has time for being part of the live stream. Yeah, also, so there that's will really be, the basic explanation. Yeah, there will be times where both of them will be available or none of us will be available. And that's when you'll see <laughs> some of the other fellows step up. So man, at least we have papalit sa amin, either Rose, Dan, uh, or oh. myself. Yeah. Deep name bench ano, main hosts at sina Emil and Rowan lang yun, you get Curtis deep. Axel and Bo Dallas. Yes. The B team. The B team. Yes. But yes, <laughs> our bench is deep. So we signed more players. So yun, at least marami na kaming voices. So sana, I mean, sana in next goal namin, makasign ng babae. So yes. sana magkatotoy. Yes. Yeah, so I hope that everybody in the stream, everybody who's listening, you can extend the same love to Emil as you have uh, over his last few guestings. And of course, to the rest of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast crew. Uh, we got to uh, show I, some love. To I, our, oh, sorry. Yes, go Emil. May I, may I add something? This was, uh, like, I don't know if it's very coincidental, but I'm wearing a shirt right now that says Sixth Man. And maybe I am the Sixth Man of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Well, you don't have to reveal it. So, Point. Yeah. Uh, no, at this rate, yeah, though, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, since Rowan is showing up more so audio owns, um, honestly, he might be the sixth man over you. So, yeah. okay. He moved up the death chart, <laughs> if you will. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Patreon because we've got to say thanks, our patrons, for joining us for another fun watch party over the weekend. And patapos ng 2022, but it's never too late to become a part of our growing wrestling, wrestling podcast patron community. So, hey, guess what? We had Survivor Series War Games last Sunday morning. And the people who followed along on our Patreon got to watch the whole show from the very beginning. So if you want to be a part of that for the next month, if you want to have that experience for the next month while we still have the WWE Network, you can still join and subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. The URL is right there on the ticker on the bottom of the screen. It's only $5. Medyo peso, so around fifty six pesos to a dollar. So I know. Golden era. Join in. <laughs> habang di pa siya hundred plus, habang di pa siya kasing mahal ng sibuyas. So when you do that, you get access to our Discord community where we hold the watch parties. Next month, we will still be having NXT Deadline. That's going to be a part of our menu as well. And then on January fourth, Shemper, we will be hosting a small. Wrestle Kingdom Night One watch party. So that's in the middle of Wednesday. Kaya pa naman yun. Then you also get access to our exclusive review content of TV shows and pay per views, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, pay per views, live events here in the Philippines. And then yun, we just had a pasabay for Black Friday. We officially stamped in the order last Monday. So if you join us, you could have also gotten access. You could get access around this time next year as well. So all of that for a low, low price of only $5. Patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, quick update sa mga nagpasabay for the patrons. Our package is already on its way from WWE Shop in the US to here in the Philippines. So I just got the email this morning. So that's a nice little surprise for all of us. 
Speaking of really good stuff, we had a giveaway last week. Up for grabs in Drew McIntyre Funko Pop, sponsored by one of our patrons, Ninong Derv. Ninong Derv. Yung winner ng ating Drew McIntyre Funko Pop is George Pastor. Congratulations, George. Thank you very and much for sending in that video telling us about your ideal war yeah. games team. And congrats to you and the wife, uh, to Tian, uh, oh. for the birth of baby Emilio. Yo, Emilio. Funko. Yes, sir. Uh, so, I, mean, I don't know if you guys saw, the, saw George's uh, video. So he basically named his war games team while doing squats. That's pretty awesome. Like, I don't think anyone's ever thought of that. I'm sure people will just put on pictures, but nobody will do that while actually performing a bodyweight exercise. That was a unique entry, and for that alone, he deserved the Drew McIntyre Funko Pop. But the giveaways don't stop there because we have another set of prizes to give out, and these are ringside tickets to MWF Noche Buena happening this December 11, courtesy of Ninang Abi, one of our Yo. patrons as well, friend of the podcast. So uh, Ninang Abi is watching on Kumu right now. What's up, Abi? Yon, magpasalamat din tayo kay Ninang Abi kasi that's her way of showing love to the local wrestling scene. And very simple lang, uh, magpo-post kami on Facebook and on Twitter. And all you have to do is to reply and tell us which MWF Noche Buena matches you're most excited to see and why. That's it. That's best simple. Answer. Yeah, best answer, most creative, most compelling answer. We'll get the tickets. Yep, and your deadline for submission is noon. Next week, Thursday, December 8, 2022, we're looking for two winners of one pair each. A grand total of four tickets dahil si Ninang Abi fineflex niya na meron na siyang Christmas bonus. Oh, galante, so, galante. Galante talaga si Ninang Abi. Alright, marami salamat. With all of the admin stuff out of the way, let's talk about some wrestling. And let's start off with WWE officially rolling out the announcement that they're transitioning the WWE Network to Disney Plus in the Philippines. So that's a screenshot of the email I received. All right, so I'm sure a lot of you yeah, I got this have a legit na subscription to the WWE Network, you might have received the same email. And it basically means that they're going to be ending your access natin to the WWE Network very, very soon. By the time that the Royal Rumble PLE happens on January 29, Philippine time, sure, it's Disney Plus. Na yan, but we got to address the elephant in the room. And that was the issues ng Disney Plus on the tech side, which I did warn you guys about on the last live stream. Diba? Sabi natin na hindi pa naman nila na work out lahat ng issues. And true enough, uh, the show didn't uh, stream live from the Disney Plus app until like an hour and a half into the PLE. So, you know, I, I just want to say sorry, even though I don't work for Disney yeah, Plus, I, not affiliated. Wala akong kinalaman dyan, guys. Can I just say, I love how they are holding you accountable. <laughs> like your last name is Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last name is Disney. Stan Disney. Stan kasi nag-control ng feed. He's doing that while he's calling the matches. He's making sure. And like, he's not even control dyan, guys. Empleyado lang din siya, diba? So, calm down. Calm no, I mean, like, yeah, he was under the understanding that maybe they might broadcast yung Tagalog audio as well. Siyempre, kasi it's another format. It's another platform for the Philippines to watch WWE on. So, you know, I think it was a logical assumption, which apparently did not happen. And also not his fault. Yeah, no, gets good, man. I think the assumption was the, that, you know, if it can work for Indonesia, where yeah. Disney Plus and WWE are working together, why can't it work for us in the Philippines? You know what the answer is, guys? Because I don't work for Disney Plus, so I have no idea. Yeah. No, my whole thing here is feeling go the overwhelmed in Disney Plus with the amount of subscriptions it's gotten 
in the first few days that it's been active. Even the day before it even was official, people were already signing up and trying to get in on Disney+. Plus. So like I remember this happening with Disney Plus in the U.S. When, they, when people mass signed up to watch the finale of Loki, it literally broke the site. Ah, so so wow. it, it, it's a thing that usually happens. servers or some other technical jargon that has a better explanation for this. But if these things happen. It's a technical difficulty. Their infrastructure is not built to handle such a massive amount. So siguro yun din yung nangyari with the Survivor Series thing. Yeah, so I want to bring up this comment that Glendale left. Apparently, nadamay din siya by this one person who was really, really angry about the fact that there was no Tagalog audio for WWE on Disney Plus and Disney Plus didn't get to show the show at the very beginning. That dude is super toxic. And I'm sorry, Glendale, that you had to be dragged into this. We have blocked this guy from everywhere. And we're glad that you guys understand that this is beyond our control, beyond Stan's control, even. Yeah, I just also want to say thanks to the people who were pretty understanding. Like when I posted inside WWE Philippines Facebook group, you know, I just appreciate people like Fred who showed some love and said, nah, yeah, we get it. We understand. Because we don't control it. I've been in touch with my bosses in WWE and they alam because they're not controlling Disney Plus either. Like as far as WWE is concerned, they provide content and it's really up to Disney Plus to be on the tech side of it all to make sure that all of our access to our content na yon. gets yeah. So okay, let's move on from this though and kind of talk about the other half of that of this setup, of this announcement, of this development. So by January, I think January 1, our access to WWE content will now exclusively be on Disney Plus. I do not know the full details of this just yet. I will f- try to find out from our client on what this completely entails if they know. Ang healing ko lang is that they have the old content from WWE Network because that is the, for me, as a hardcore fan, that was the main selling point for the network. Like, yes, live streams, yes, uh, shows, but I also want the old content. Somebody who watches the network from Peacock using my uh, good friend, the VPN, it'll probably be a lot similar to that setup wherein the WWE Network will have its own channel in, in the streaming service and it did have a lot of its old content. There are one or two things, that very obscure things that people won't find on there. However, everything seems to be pretty comprehensive. It's the navigation that will change because oh, they yeah, will yeah. pile things under different things, if you get what I'm trying to say. Or reorganize, restructure certain things so that it fits under certain categories. So... You won't find all your Raws under one category that's just Monday Night Raw. It'll be either Monday Night Wars or something to that extent. So, it'll be reorganized and it'll take some getting used to. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. I don't, I don't like that. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. But, uh, okay, but so they have the content. I guess I'll have to make do. Yeah. Emil, any thoughts or do you want to move on to Wargames? Yeah, just a little bit of thoughts about the like migration of content from the old WWE network to the Disney Plus. I just hope that, like, especially with the recent ones, because I noticed that the WWE content that isn't Disney Plus right now isn't even 1080p. That is just nitpicking on my part. But <laughs> quality-wise, I hope it still can get better and 
I wish the old contents can, like the quality can be preserved once they are already on Disney Plus. Because again, just like Rose said, the old archives are the selling point of the network. I myself, the first time I subscribed to the network was because of that old archive, not really necessary, necessarily because of the pay-per-views and stuff. So yun lang yung one wish ko that will happen like January. So yeah, WWE Network, it was a it, it was, was nice a good knowing time. You. It, was it was a good nice knowing, Yeah, it was a good run. So <laughs> yeah, you know, at the very least, kung kudare you wanna watch the WWE Network, there's a VPN. So find 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 a way. Do we know which countries still have it? Because at this point, I feel like they're slowly yeah. killing it. I've, yeah. I'm feeling like the network is going the way of the dinosaur at this point. Oh, right. After I mean, what, six uh, years? I mean, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's had its run. It was nice when we had it and all the content that we got from it. But slowly but surely, they are migrating from their own streaming platform, which was grossly unsustainable for the WWE. Something that is much more uh, sustainable by jumping on other people's networks. So, parang, Feeling ko, yes, maganda naman din sumama sila sa mas malaking brand because it prevents them from having to bleed money out like that. But then at the same time, you know, this restructuring is going to affect the viewing experience of yeah. a lot of fans. Yeah. Yeah, so konting patience lang. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, we'll be able to find that sweet spot between what we had with the current setup of the network and what we're about to get from Disney+. Plus. Right, we got to take our first break, and when we come back, we'll review Survivor Series War Games, and we'll also talk about some of the big stuff from the weekly shows, as always. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. May shoutouts ba tayo on Kumu? Uh, Shoutout kininang Abby ulit. Nagpadala siya ng pulang kabayo. Hey. Thank you for that. Definitely need that in in the Christmas season, you know. Saying hey to E L underscore Tejada and Papicolo or Papicolo. Um, say thank you guys for tuning in. Tonichi, what up, guys? Thank you for tuning in on Kumu. Keep smashing those hearts. We are at almost 1,400 likes on Kumu. Keep smashing those hearts to let people know that you like uh, to hear the wrestling talk, to watch the wrestling talk. On Kumu. Thanks, Papicolo, for uh, following us. Say what's up as well to Jag of Kayfabe Cafe. Hey, we actually Jag, opened up, the man? forbidden door between the WWP and Kayfabe Cafe. We'll tell you about that later on. But first, let's talk about Survivor Series War Games. And we have to start 
with the men's war games match. Kasi dun talaga, it was peak drama. Diba? We had a post this week about how it was peak men's soap opera and the biggest story coming out of it is how Sami Zayn is really the biggest star here with Jay Uso finally accepting him wholeheartedly into the bloodline. Siyempre, the nuances with Roman Reigns and that glare piercing right through Sami in that last shot. There's also... The babyface team not really getting their moments other than si KO. Like, it really seemed like a KO, Sami Zayn, and Bloodline story. So, let's break that down here first and let's start with Emil. How did you feel coming out of that War Games match? All right. So, this War Games match was something new. And something new, uh, what I'm talking about here is usually War Games matches are like focused on spots because they use cage and, you know, so it's more of a spot fest but this one the men's war games match was something new that the focus was on the story between the bloodline and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and I would just like to like use a point uh, the entire babyface team kind of got overshadowed like I remember the whole war games match started because the feud was between the bloodline and the brawling brutes uh, by uh-huh. the end of the match it suddenly just became Kevin Owens versus the bloodline, which was really weird to me because the main point of this match was the bloodline destroyed Seamus's arm as he was out. And then when he came back, it was like, you know, it was a perfect setup for a war games match. So, but aside from that, it was drama filled match. And the ending was just amazing. But um, the storyline continues between like the bloodline, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Now Kevin Owens is now into this story. So, yeah, but the biggest takeaway that I had was the narrative of the match was changed suddenly. I don't know from where, but by the end of the match, the narrative was totally different. It was now about the bloodline against Sammy instead of the brawling brutes against the bloodline. So, yeah, well, technically, it's not about Sammy. It's really about KO, right? But Sammy yeah. is the biggest star because like everyone seems to be orbiting around him. And I guess via association, Roman. So, Ro, let me ask you here. Obviously, it's his biggest moment in his career. I don't think anything he's done in WWE rivals this, right? Before I answer that, let's go to Chino first because I'm going to ask him. And I want him to get his opinions out first. Yeah, no, it, uh, the War Games match is usually just full tilt chaos. From the get-go, spots, weapons, whatever, very little storytelling. However, with this War Games match, I felt like it played to the strengths of the people involved and strengths of the storylines that need to be told. You were correct, Stan, in saying that this has to be the largest role Sami Zayn has had in his entire career. Remember, Sami Zayn was on the shelf for the longest time. That's the mga times that he didn't properly. In the Triple H era, when Sammy and KO are two of the shining jewels of the black and gold brand, it's so amazing to see that this yung central storyline nitong main roster run. Nila. They're being put in a spotlight where they can tell and retell the story, this fight forever tale that's been going on since their ROH and PWG days. This thing that people in the Indies seem to tout as like the greatest love story in wrestling ever. So it's nice to see that something like this actually gets told in a much larger stage like the WWE. Yeah, actually, I agree. To add to that, I want to say that I fucking hate board games, guys. I really, I don't, I don't understand all of your hype 
and desire to see war games. Because to me, it's not as dramatic as your traditional Survivor Series match. Because I grew up on what? Team Austin versus Team Bishop. Team Cena versus Team Authority. So when you... Team Orton versus Team Triple H, right? So when you have stories like that, and then you have the cardiac moments of who's a lone survivor, who's a solo survivor, right? So that to me is way more compelling than sticking a bunch of guys inside two rings in a cage and have them beat up and start the match until all 10 of them are inside. So I don't like that setup at all. I think it's inferior, and I think it only caters to 80s and 90s wrestling fans. That said, because this war games, this men's war games match was super sports entertaining, I feel like this is like the best war games I've ever seen. Because nasingit na yung kwento, nasingit na yung buong drama surrounding Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns and the Usos, and now everyone is cheering for Sami Zayn. Like he is the biggest dude, the biggest star to come out of this match he has won the favor of the bloodline and everybody's already predicting the inevitable turn of the bloodline against him because this is wrestling that's where the story goes kevin owens turned on sammy sammy turned on kevin owens the bloodline will eventually turn on sammy Zayn. and to me the question earlier was that was this the biggest moment for sammy yes it is i think this is his daniel bryan and kofi kingston moment like, if WrestleMania was this month, December, or next month, January, I would easily see him as the number one contender versus Roman Reigns. I could easily see him being the guy to take off, take the champ, the UWU championship off Roman Reigns. And that is how big the moment was for him. And I think that if Triple H would maintain that and, you know, not hesitate like Vince did with Daniel Bryan and, do what he did for Kofi Kingston. I think you got like a new star on your hands, even though it's what, 20 years into Sami Zayn's career. So that's how big it was for me. And I think this is your once in a while lightnings in a bottle. Yeah, WrestleMania isn't until five months from now. Yeah. Because April, uh, start of April, pa yung WrestleMania 39. And right now, the rumors are saying that Kevin Owens seems to be the next in line to take on Roman at the Rumble. May bang nagsasabi na maybe that's gonna be shelved because Roman Reigns reportedly got injured. So it could be Sheamus versus Roman Reigns. People are also speculating, uh, may reports na lumalabas na it's gonna be KO and Sami against the Usos for the tag team championships at WrestleMania. Ro, what do you think the direction should be if you had the book? Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. I don't, nobody gives a fuck about The Rock right now when you have Sami Zayn interacting with the tribal chief. But now nobody's interested in The Rock. So now I think people want Sami to succeed and get this biggest rub of his career. How about the rest of the roundtable? Emil, Igao, if you were Triple H right now, what would you do? Honestly, same thing Ro said Sami versus uh, Roman Reigns. Plus, is anybody still really expecting The Rock to come back next year? Because I'd be surprised. I really up in the I, air. I, I don't even care point. about The Rock at this point. Like, the story right now is focused on Roman Reigns and who is the guy to beat him. And as of right now, there's no one better than Sami Zayn. Like, Cody, no. Not even Cody. No, agreed, I, I, I put Sami Zayn over Cody because... There's no story with Cody. Ang story ni Cody, he wants to win the world championship. But yun lang. Sami Zayn, I feel like there's more to that. And the better payoff of, of all of this is Sami Zayn beating Robert Reigns to win 
the undisputed world heavyweight championship. So as, as of right now, Sami versus Roman is the match. Ito, may, may tanong si Leo in the comments. Roman Reigns injury sa eardrum. Totoo ba to? I'll go back to Ro for this one. Okay, wow. Okay, so they brought it up. Um, we don't know. The report was he thought he uh, he might have ruptured his eardrum. So I've been slapped pretty hard to ring my bell. So I understand how an errant slap... This is totally by accident, by the way. It's, I understand how an errant slap could totally destroy your eardrum. So... If I was Roman and then that happened, and apparently hindi pa planado, but it's a slap. Nobody yeah. really plans he, for a slap. Reports no. are saying that he was fuming mad when he yeah. got backstage. Because the spot apparently changed when it happened, when it, the way it happened. I don't know if, if any of that's actually true. But I mean, sabi Jaworski, di ba? Why you magsaktan? The biggest tell for this is that if Roman really was mad enough to Orton KO out of his feud, you know, by that I, I'm referring to Orton and Kofi, Kevin Owens would not have been interacting with the bloodline earlier this Monday on Raw. But since he has, since he's still in that story, then I think that they managed to get over that hump somehow. All right, let's move on to the women's war games match and let's talk about how Team Bianca Belair won. And nagulat tayo because we predicted that in damage control would win and then Team Brawling Brutes would win, but we got the exact opposite result coming out of war games. And Ro, I know you have some strong feelings about damage control taking another L, unfortunately. Oi, you you put my joke in. So, damage control with four L's because that's how many they've eaten in this entire feud. Man, I don't know. I don't know what to say about damage control. Like, they can't win. They can't buy an L. Only EO and Dakota can buy a W. Right? So, I mean, they did get paid. So, he <laughs> Yeah, they got paid. But, God, like, I don't know. It's back to the drawing board. I think this is the biggest failure of Triple H's regime so far. Because he wow. he brought these women out of obscurity, and then he gave them this edge, and then he took away that edge because what? Because Becky came back. Yeah, and like I don't know what to make of them anymore. They need a serious rehab like five months after they debuted. I'm pretty sad about this because uh, these yeah. women deserve more. Yeah, I, so, you know, how, how as, can you bounce back from this if you're damage control? I mean, as a Bailey fan, I don't know why they keep moving her further and further away from the title. She was so poised to take it off Bianca Belair, and then L after L just makes me lose faith in this product that Triple H has been touting so badly. How do they recover from this? They should have just given Bailey the title all those shows ago. Right? However many shows ago that was, they should have done that. But now that we're beyond that point and Becky Lynch is part of this program now, they might as well use this opportunity to bury Becky Lynch, which might be impossible because she's like such a phenomenal superstar, quote-unquote, in, in this company. So... Is they can use that momentum, that Becky Lynch rub, to catapult themselves back into the Bianca Bel Air picture, especially since they teased it during the War Games match. That final shot from uh, SummerSlam, wherein uh, the three of them faced off against Bianca and 
Becky. They might just rehash. Look at these, Chino. It actually happened on Raw. Becky has moved on to this yeah. feud with yeah. Damage Control, yeah, yeah, where yeah, they brawled all right? over the merch stand. Yeah, no, the they, they 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 hit each other with lunch boxes and whatnot. So maybe they can use that to to bring Bianca back in. Since parang wala pa siyang kalaban for a yeah, well, what happened? Technically, yes, you're right. Yeah, technically, what happened? So, Emil, who do you think is next in line? Is it Rhea Ripley? Is it someone else from the heel side of things? Is it Nikki Cross? Like, honestly, in the women's division right now, the hottest I see that has all the momentum is Rhea. But right now, she is focused on the feud between the OC and uh, Judgment Day. So, I don't know. Maybe it's Alexa because I remember the promo last Monday night on Raw. And she was, I don't know, like maybe there's something there. Maybe there's going to be a turn there. So, but I don't know. It's still up in the air. And the fact that we both have a pay-per-view from December until like the Royal Rumble. So may, I don't know, may lull period dial where it's not really clear who's going to be the next challenger. It's still like, we still have to find out as we go on with the rest of future episodes overall to see who's going to be the next in line to challenge Bianca for the, the women's uh, championship. Ito, address natin yung elephant in the room sa comment section. Charlotte Flair daw. What if it's Charlotte coming back to take on Bianca? Chino, does that make you excited for a feud? I'd rather see Charlotte side with Becky, to be honest. Let's try it even wow. Because it's something that's back niya against damage control. Uh, we used to see Charlotte against Becky, but we've never seen Charlotte with Becky. I would be much more interested in seeing that. Instead of seeing Charlotte shoehorn back into the title picture, it takes away from the point that Charlotte Flair is back. I want to enjoy Charlotte Flair. And I feel like the way I can do that is for her not to be champion first. All right. So yeah, we've got more thoughts wait, on the wait, women's wait. division on Raw. Wait. I, yes. have, I, have a, I have an answer to the Charlotte thing. Guys, she needs to save SmackDown from Ronda. That is the more pressing <laughs> issue at the that moment. That she needs true. to save SmackDown. That is the thing at hand here. So Raw is fine. It's SmackDown that needs help. Yeah, Raw is actually a stacked division. Huh? Like for, yeah. for the women, the roster, it's super stacked. I mean, SmackDown is also kind of stacked, but I'm with Raw here. I would like to see Charlotte on SmackDown and not on Raw. Because very top-heavy name Raw. Yeah, if that is an option, yes, that's a Charlotte. To SmackDown because no offense to Shotzi here, but that's like a steep curve from Ronda Rousey to Shotzi. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, right. All right. Uh, let's talk about Austin Theory this time. He's now a two-time United States champion, a result that some of you probably didn't see coming. I loved yung finishing sequence na sobrang sheer luck and timing lang talaga yung nakapagpanalo ng US Championship for Theory. But this goes back to what Rose said last week Now this is very much part of the Austin Theory comeback. So Emil, are you buying into this theory? Yes, I agree with Ro. A lot of people when uh, Austin Theory lost the money in the bank, people are saying, oh, he's buried, he's done, he's finished. But the way I see it is basically this is like the end of the Austin Theory persona that was brought into the main roster that people didn't like, that we don't like. This ends here. And the new Austin Theory begins with this title win at Survivor Series. You look at his, his, his aura, like his look. It's a brand new Austin Theory. And uh, I like the title win. And uh, I am very much looking forward to seeing 
what he'll do next after winning the U.S. championship. Eto Chino, uh, he's been calling himself the now. Like, obviously a reference to how he was pegged as the next big thing. And then he's saying that, basically saying my time is now without saying my time is now. So what do you think of this direction for Austin Theory? Uh, shout out muna dito kay Glendale sa kanyang Beyblade Austin Theory era. <laughs> that was such an unfortunate plug, man. I gotta say. Guys, kailangan natin kumita, no? Yeah, man. That was a weird execution. Yeah, they could have waited until after the guy made his entrance, diba? Anyway. Any spot na binayaran ng Beyblade, No, I didn't know they were offering that spot. That should not be a spot that the company offers to advertisers. Bro, Guys, I was last weekend guy. years old when I found out that that spot was also being offered. Yeah, it was a it was a very unfortunate spot to pay that amount of money to overshadow Austin Theory. But hey, who who can complain? He's a champion now. He's back on top, so to speak. I am actually very surprised that they gave him the title in this manner. However, as somebody who's also been called the kid far too many times, and I care to recall. I can actually see where this story is going. Hey, this guy has a chip on his shoulder here, despite him being a heel. Right? He still really wants to prove himself. I am ready. The world is telling him no, but he's still there being annoying as all hell, trying to say yes. And it's a thing that I can definitely get behind. To me, it's not heelish behavior. To other people, it might be, but to me, it's not. Eh, kupal pa rin naman si Austin Theory as a character. So on that metric alone, that's automatically a heel. But bro, where does Austin Theory go for he- from here if the plan is to ultimately elevate him? Like, sige, if Roman Reigns is still Uwu champion, how do you pit heel the now Austin Theory against Roman? I don't think they have to worry about that anytime soon. The the now means that he is the top champion on Raw. So they've been making the US championship the top prize on Raw. So the Uwu championship is mostly on SmackDown and it's cross-brand. So the big TV title is the US championship. And that's what they're building up to. Like I said, Bata ni Triple H, si Austin Theory, setback is set up for the comeback. You know, they're, they're going to be busy making him look really good by letting him have the good matches I knew he could have against whoever wants to do a fun work rate match on Raw. Yeah, so congrats to Austin Theory. Great stuff. Probably my favorite match from Survivor Series War Games as we zoom out here and get into our overall thoughts on the PLE. So, Emil, if you could give it, say, a letter grade and explain, what would that be? Alright, so this is the first Survivor Series War Games, so I'm giving it a solid B+, because I looked at the time of the pay-per-view, it was only 3 hours and 15 minutes, so it was a perfect time to watch a wrestling pay-per-view, 3 hours is is just enough. And then uh, the War Games match, for me it's quite too long, because the beginning, like from the beginning of the match until the beginning of the War Games, that's quite long, and does take a long time before all 10 people get there. So yun na parang nagpoints lang yun sa akin. So, but then again, the story we got from the men's war games match was amazing. The spots, the chaos of the women's war games also brought a unique flavor into the pay-per-view. And then we got the amazing US title match. Ano ba yung Ronda versus Shotzi was short. Well, it was good for the time that it was allowed to be shown. And then, uh, yeah, so... For me, it's a solid B+. It's a solid B because I cannot really compare it to previous 
because previous Survivor Series because this this is the first one that has the war games and for the first one it's a solid B plus for me. I am gonna give it an A minus. So for me, it's it's easily one of the better Triple H products here. Now I am unlike Ro, a fan of the eighties and nineties wrestling. So I told you I mean it's not. Listen, you guys, it's a Dusty Rhodes product. He came up with the idea in the 80s. So it really has that 80s feel to it where none of the rules make sense. But that's the kind of wrestling I love when none of the rules uh, make any sense. So I appreciate the chaos of a war games match. I appreciate just people just beating the hell out of each other just because, you know. But at the same time, I also appreciate the drama that the men's war games match has. It just goes to show that a match like this, where rules don't make sense, actually has some leeway for stories to be told in such a manner. The invest ka, kumapit ka sa edge of your seat because you thought Sammy was going to turn on KO. It sets us up for such a high that when the fall happens, we will all feel it in our feelings and we won't feel oozy anymore. It's just a, it's a, it's a great setup. But who would have thought that in a card this short, it overshadow yung Finn versus AJ, right? <laughs> Everybody who's a wrestling fan might have said that that would have been their match of the night. It wasn't. So really, this show made room for improvement, yes. But I say it's pretty good, all in all. Alright, I'm seeing a bunch of people give it close to 10. I, I feel like you guys are riding the high of the final minutes of the men's war games match and the triple threat for the US championship. To me, um, I felt only the second half of the show was really solid. AJ Finn was ah, it was our it, it was alright, it was just there. But to me, it's like my career in NBA 2K when you're having a good game, but then you commit a few turnovers, so baba buy a meter to oh B plus. So to me, it's a B plus because we'll buy a meter. It's alright. Like, I'm not gonna rewatch it. I'm just gonna rewatch the highlight of the final few minutes of the men's war games match and the triple threat for the U.S. championship. That's about it. Like, I don't really care about the women's war games match. That's it. All right, you know, just to close the book on war games. Thanks to everybody who enjoyed the Tagalog commentary, and thanks to everybody who apparently are loving the Derecho Sabayabas call on TikTok. So thanks, guys. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about SmackDown and AEW. Mga ganap over there. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Asia. shoutouts on Kumu? Say hey to Mario99 and this guy whose name I can't pronounce because I'm having numbers. Something Radsman. But the A's are fours. Thank you for watching. We're now at 3,000, a little over 3,000 likes. So keep smashing those hearts. Bigay pa kayo ng kabayo. Halo, halo. All of that good stuff. We love those things. 
Keep smashing those hearts so that everyone know that you like the wrestling talk on Kumu. Julian, the same meter is from the console counterparts of NBA 2K. That thing has been giving me stress for the past decade. <laughs> All right, let's go to SmackDown and talk about Valhalla. So that is the official new ring name of Sarah Logan. It was explained on commentary by Michael Cole that she was one Sarah Logan but now is Valhalla. So I guess you yung parang name niya now that she's like the messenger of the gods or whatever their backstory is. So again, very common for these name changes to happen. And unlike the Michin moniker with Mia Yim, people didn't seem to mind that much that Sarah Logan is now Valhalla. So what do you think about this lack of outrage, Ro? Mostly because Sarah Logan wasn't as popular as Mia Yim. Mia Yim has been everywhere. She, her, her stock is pretty high. And she has been known everywhere as Mia Yim. Uh, as you said, on commentary, so we have known her as Mia Yim for so long. And Sarah Logan, not as much. So it's okay to be Valhalla. So it really is subjective based on how well or how popular these wrestlers have been under their given name. Yeah, you know, since you love this type of storytelling, what do you think the ceiling is for this Viking Raiders run? Oh, I remember a quote from Thor, <laughs> the MCU Thor, where they would go ask Asgard a place and some people. Because I wait, what did, did they say Asgard or Valhalla? Because that would have made perfect sense to me. But, right? yeah, Asgard, yeah, Asgard is not a place, it's a people. Yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, neither here nor there. What I will say... No, though, it was a <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is that the ceiling for something like this is not as high as some as one would expect it to be. Because character wrestlers now, as much as I love them in 2022, have a cap on themselves. Wherein Hindi as the stories they can tell are very limited in terms of real world applications. Yes. Wrestling is escapism. Yes, wrestling is larger than life characters. But wrestling also in 2022, after the reality era, has been very, very grounded. And people tend to, to, to gravitate. There we go. Gravitate towards characters that are somewhat relatable. And I don't know how relatable Vikings are to the world in 2022. I, I mean, that's just me. So I mm -hmm. I don't know where this will go, but I am interested in the ride. I am a fan of that show Vikings. So maybe it might be something like that, or maybe it might be something totally different. It's very interesting, Emil, to see the Viking Raiders and Valhalla together on SmackDown, where they seem to have all these groups, the Merong female valet or manager, but you have B-Fab with Hit Row, Zelina Vega with Legado, Valhalla with the Viking Raiders. So where do you think they fit in here? Because it's ng structure. Um was it uh, Sarah Logan brought to the main roster to combat Hit Row? Was that the reason why? Or No, that was Alina. Uh, okay. All right. So I think there's a perfect niche for groups like this to have female valet, but it gets to a point where it can be too much. Like two or three groups with the same like makeup, it's it's fine. But if it's the same thing all over your roster, me sawa factor na. And uh with this one. It's okay by me with, with the current setup that they have right now. I like uh, what Chino said, the ceiling of this character is only, isn't really that high considering the era of wrestling that we are in right now where the people, the wrestlers themselves are more interesting than the characters that they portray. So 
yeah, that's my thoughts about it. Yeah, all right. You jump in here. If anything, Rhea Ripley is proof that a valet doesn't just have to be a valet. Like, diba? The females mm-hmm. can get their hands dirty. I'm not saying Sarah Logan needs to eat one or two guys, but it's not beyond the realm of possibilities now for the women to get it as involved as they were. Hindi yung distraction na lang sila or valley na lang sila. They can actually get their hands dirty now. So it's a it's a different layer to, to, to tell the story. It's not like it's anything new then because Rhea is clearly taking from the China playbook about back when she was with DX. So that's oh. that's obviously the inspiration. I think it's also a disservice to call them valets at this point because Rhea is definitely not just a valet. Um, Mia, yeah, that's true. Mia that's Yim isn't point. definitely just a valet anymore, especially after she body slammed Finn, which we'll talk about to audio only. Maybe Sarah Logan will also be getting in the guys' faces. You, you, we never know. So um, I think at, to that point, at least, to that extent, the women have been empowered to be to become more than just valet. Mm-hmm. One last thing from SmackDown before we cross over to AEW talk, and that's the SmackDown World Cup. The finals are happening this weekend between Ricochet and Santos Escobar, with the winner going on to face Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. So quick predictions here. Who do you think is the next number one contender? Let's start with Emil. Uh, okay, so I'm rooting for Santos Escobar to uh, win this World Cup because he's, he's new. Legado is very new to, to SmackDown, so this will give them a nice push, Santos a nice push into winning the World Cup and having a feud with uh, Gunta. So yeah, and I'm going with Santos Escobar here to win the World Cup. All right, everybody can put your answers in the comments then as Chino gets his, uh, to his prediction. Oh, Santos did. My pick will be Santos Escobar. I think they teased, if I'm not mistaken, they teased the Legado Imperium thing, didn't they? If they did or did not, it would be still interesting for me to watch. I would love to see Stables versus Stables get it on in the WWE because it's something we rarely don't see. So in SmackDown, where they are, st- where they are stable heavy, I would love to see more of that. And that is why my pick goes to Santos. Igaro, is it a sweep? Uh, I, I really want Ricochet to win. I think Ricochet has been putting in the most inspired work of his life. But, you know, even though it's Triple H, uh, you can't push everyone as much as we want that. I think there has to be a bigger reason why Legado was moved up. And there's no better way to do that than by putting Santos over. Yes, it's heel versus heel. But at this point, uh, the lines have been so blurred that people will cheer who they want to cheer. People will cheer Gunta for sure. And it will be okay because it will make sense to us. So clean sweep. Yes, uh, Santos. All right. I Our love question? how we live in a world where we can have Gunta and Santos Escobar on the main roster and you know people can actually <laughs> enjoy that stuff. Sorry, Emil. Well, go. I have a question. Uh, is uh, SmackDown on FS1 this week because of yes, the, the yes. actual World Cup? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why they get bumped to FS1 is because there's a bigger sporting event na nangyayari. So, yes. yun lang talaga. Mm. All right. Let's go to AEW and discuss this very perplexing turn. Wala pang two weeks after full gear, uh, MJF has turned on William Regal. Uh, so, he got the BBB or the Triple B. And then after that, he hit Regal in the back of the neck with the brass knuckles. And I don't understand what's going on here. Oh, I know you have a lot of thoughts. We'll save you for last. So, Emil, let's try to process this. I'm sure you can agree that this was all too quick. 
this doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. I mean, I think this is now the character of MJF. Like, he's trying to prove to himself that he can win matches on his own, but then he will turn to in the casino ladder match was with the firm. At full gear, it was regal. But after a while, they would just... He would just ditch them like they were nothing. Like, so, like, the firm turned on MJF, not yeah. the other way oh, around. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah the firm Sorry beat him down. All right, but, but yeah, like it, it, this this turn doesn't make sense because the partnership between Regal and MJF just happened two weeks ago. There's more to the storyline rather than just doing this swerve. I think this was just done for the sake of having a swerve, which defeats the. Uh, what people the, defeats the perception of Tony Khan to to have this long term storyline that he's been doing with AEW since its inception. So I know this just doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't really feels like uh, something that Tony Khan would do, but it happened. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know what what el- what else more to say about this one aside from it doesn't right. make sense. Uh, Chino, we've said many times on the podcast now, wait and see how it plays out. Are we still in this mode or do we just say outright now, we don't like this? I don't think we have to wait any further. MJF worked us and I kind of like it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yes, I agree. The whole First of all, he starts the promo out by saying uh, the, firm, the firm beat me down, pero... So that, again, that right there is another loose end. He then goes on to name check a bunch of random people like Triple H and Nick Khan. Okay, then he debuts this new belt that he has. I think the whole purpose of this promo was for AEW to say, or Tony Khan at the very least, to say that this is our guy now. We're, we're doubling down on M- the MJF project and we're trying to see how far he can take us. Yes, it was very messy and left more questions asked than answered. And it wasn't the best way to go about it. However, I felt like it got the point across of them saying that MJF is the guy now because they gave him a belt. It's uh, it's not a thing that people, te- they, they don't do that on a regular basis. Right? Name the last five wrestlers who've had their own belt. It's MJF, The Rock, and Stone Cold, John Cena, and Are you forgetting Edge? Oh, yeah. They got the Edge, right? They all got their own belts. And that's because the company stood behind them. And this is Tony Khan's way of saying that we're standing behind this guy. In the best way because TK doesn't know how to do that just yet. But I, I can totally see what they were trying to go for here. Yeah, uh, Fred correctly pointing out Brian also got his own custom yeah, belt, remember? Equal belt, yeah. The hemp belt. So, yeah, uh, Ro, let's let the feelings out. Counterpoint. It does make sense. It does make sense for MJF to be the scumbag that he is, the devil that he is. Again, that's who he is. And he's been telling us all along. It's lazy for me, yes, because uh, it just doubles down on what MJF naturally is instead of fo- trying to... Uh, push him out of his comfort zone and try being a face for once. Again, I would have much rather seen that character development for on his part. But it makes sense, yes. It makes sense for him as a, a douchebag. What doesn't make sense is the timing of it all. Like, 
if anything, the worst to receive all of this is William Regal. Because Regal just betrayed one of the company's biggest baby faces in John Moxley. And now MJF turns on him. So that means we are now supposed to try and sympathize with William Regal, who we just saw was a dick. Right? After all, he was also the villain after all. And how do we do that? How do we do that now? Like, me and Hoba, me concern for William Regal after what he did. Like, I feel like it's only Brian Danielson who cares about William Regal now, in theory, right? So he is the biggest loser here. Like, that's the biggest L in all of this. So, and then when you take the context, when you take the context of Moxley and Hangman, which we'll talk about later, with this segment. You can pretty you can see pretty clearly that they're pivoting to MJF versus Danielson, and while Moxley is pivoting towards Hangman. So what this means is they are rushing this entire thing. When the next pay per view is what in February? That's what three months away. March actually March. March for, yeah sorry March for, thank for, you thank for you for March so, four months away. So they took away what we wanted to see, which was the regal MJF partnership. Yes, heel moves, troll booking, yes. But at some point, you also do have to give the people what they want before you take it away from them and not take it away from them before you give them what they want. So I think that failed here. And to what uh, Emil said earlier, I am seeing more Vince McMahon moves than Tony Khan moves, which is something I don't understand. Because we liked AEW to begin with over Vince McMahon's WWE because he wasn't doing Vince McMahon moves. And now he's doing that. Why? Because he wants to be newsworthy uh, amid the Sami Zayn and Bloodline thing, amidst um, Austin Theory becoming the US championship, uh, becoming the US champion. So, parang. Chill, man. You tell your story. You you make it make sense, and you get there organically, not force it just because you want a big swerve. So this makes me feel sad because this wasn't the AEW that I've come to love, and this is just you know this feels desperate to me. I think somebody mentioned it earlier. This feels desperate. Uh, let's address some of the comments. Like, ito si Joey sinasabi niya, William Regal is WWE bound. I kind of saw this in the rumors for this week. Um, we have no idea what his contract status is, obviously. Pero yung report nila is there is some reported interest in William Regal from WWE, which I have no idea how they can do that if William Regal is a contracted AEW talent. So, Ro, what do you make of all of this? I don't know as well. Kasi I only know that Triple H and Regal are tight. Siyempre, Triple H wants him back. Say he was one of the cornerstones of Triple H's NXT, so that makes sense as much. But you know, Regal is also a consummate professional, and I don't think he would allow a story to be rushed just because there is a chance for him to go back to WWE. Like I don't think he would undermine all of that just because there was a better offer. So uh, that that part is weird to me that they're rushing it just because Regal might be WWE bound. All right, Chino, any other thoughts on how this all went down? Because all of us here, you actually seem to be the one who seems to like this turn the most. I I like I like it for reasons I said. Also, I will say that it may fall on the shoulders of Brian Danielson to explain how this all turns out. Remember, see Brian in the when 
when Regal got blindsided, right? And tried to play the hero of sorts, even after he confronted John Moxley for the betrayal and all that, right? So Pang, he it might fall on his shoulders to actually explain the story. I don't know if that's something he can do. If he's that capable, but he, I mean, we're talking about the guy who started the yes movement. So for all we know, kaya kaya niya explain away tong nangyayari dito sa storyline na to. So if anything, if that really is how this turns out, I'm actually excited to see Brian Danielson back in the title picture, kahit ayaw niya. <laughs> I'm still excited to see him back in the title race. Yeah. Uh, one more thing for that, sorry. Regal took an L, but Brian and Moxley also took an L. Brian takes an L because it does. It seems like he doesn't care about the BCC disintegrating when it was his idea to start the group in the first place. And Moxley looks even more silly because he totally forgot that he lost his championship because of William Regal, who is still on the show despite telling him to leave and never look back. And now he's moving toward Hangman because Hangman was there. I thought... Doesn't the AEW World Championship matter to, to him anymore? Yeah. It's it's all weird and it's all out of character. So what is this? What's happening? Why is this? Why is the writing like this? Yeah, uh, so many questions and unfortunately not the best type of questions to have coming out of an episode of your weekly television show. And since Abangit Natin si Hangman, we have to mention that he did return after that concussion. And Ruby Soho has also returned in her home state of Indiana. So, you know, good pops for both of them. But you know, we already touched on Hangman and Mox and how it wasn't exactly the best way to pivot into that story. I'm glad to see Ruby back. Emil, is is Ruby still someone uh, you look at as a bona fide star in AEW's women's division? Yes, because she was one of the first, like, last year, one of the... She debuted on All Out, where, like, it was kind of like the big moment for for AEW. So for me, she is still someone that they could get behind and, you know, and, you know, feature her as, as one of the stars of their weak women division so far. So this is a good return. And, but sadly, she, you know, she's kind of back with feuding with, with Anna J and uh, Ty, Ty, Mello. Ty Mello. So she's back to where she was when she left. But I hope this would just be uh, temporarily and she could challenge maybe Jade Cargill for the TBS championship or challenge Jimmy Hader for the uh, women's championship. So for me, like she comes back to a big pop. She's over. Better put her on a spot on a card where she would get featured more and she would be in title matches because people love her. She's a good wrestler and uh, she's someone who can be a pillar in their women's division. Igor Chino, what was your reaction to the Ruby Soho return? It was very, and I'll wait for you to cue it, very mid for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that word is my mama. There There we go. It was... It wasn't. It didn't move the needle for me. Yeah, it was in her home state, and good for her. She was able to do that, get it off her her bucket list there. But Ruby Soul was never that needle moving star that AEW needed. Kind of like see Soraya. There we go with the moving. We talk about needle moving. That's what somebody who does that. The Brian Danielson also does that for Ruby Soho. She started off hot in her career. She started off with a feud with champion Britt Baker, but she has since fallen so far. And Tama Emil, they could have used her 
to test Jamie Hayter. Dropped her right there in that title picture. But instead, they brought her back to where she left. And I feel like it's such a misuse of her talent. Sayang, they could have done more with her. But we got what we got. It, it just sounds like from what Chino said, nah, oh, it, it's kind of Ruby's fault. Uh, Ro, what do you think? Um, I like that they continue the story where they left off. Like It makes sense. You got to wrap up loose ends. I do agree that she's not the star she used to be. Like I agree that it was very mid. Only because there are much better women in in the company right now. Like Tony Storm, Soraya, even Athena to some extent. So... Hola. It's okay. It's a good hand, but uh, Tony Khan needs to work on featuring the women more first. Speaking of featuring the women, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, Bow Wow and Jade Cargill, their beef is now officially part of AEW canon. So, uh, Chino, what do you think of this? Because um, this was not on anybody's bingo card for 2022, I bet. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess they needed to find a rapper small enough for Jade to eat. I don't know. I don't even know what Bow Wow does anymore. Does he? I, the last time I saw him was on Wild and Out, and that was it. You know, that was like two years ago. So I, I guess, yeah, he gets a paycheck, but I don't know if this is that needle moving rapper or star that they need to, you know, raise the ratings and whatnot. Mm hmm. Ikaw, Emil, are you old enough to know who Bow Wow is? <laughs> oh, honestly, you, you grew up past his prime. Uh, honestly, the only time I know who Bow Wow is, and he was still called Little Bow Wow, because I love the movie Like Mike. So he, mm, was yeah, yeah. he was in Like Mike. Yeah, so that was <laughs> that was the only thing that I know who like that has Bow Wow in it. So I don't really know much about this guy is, is he a mainstream star? Yes. Is he? Come on. Is he yeah. a movie with NBA stars. Yeah, you, no, yeah he was a, a mainstream star as a kid, as a kid rapper. Yeah. He was uh he was okay. part of Snoop Dogg's record label. So baka this might be okay. like a two for one deal with Snoop. Oh, Remember he was on the AEW all the way last Might be throwing Bow Wow. Okay, so, all right. So yeah, if he's gonna bring more eyes to the product, then that's okay for me, I guess. So. Oh, yeah. What's the end game here, bro? <laughs> what what is the end game with Bow Wow beefing with Jade? But I thought that the Bow Wow promo was pretty good. Like he was into it, he was engaged, and it wasn't like something he read off a teleprompter or anything. So, Bahami something. I don't know what the end game is. Better uh, as a Bow Wow fan, as a you know, as a casual Bow Wow fan from the mid two thousands, I don't hate this. I just find it amusing. Yeah, bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay. So uh, that was his signature line from the 2000s. Tanong ni Joey, why not Eminem? I I, I don't think Eminem would want to do this. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> Eminem is a respect of Eminem's name, man. Come on, he's not yeah. he's not going anywhere near this. <laughs> Jai is the best thing since wrestling. Infesting in your kids' ears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, as we begin to wind down here, got to remind you that we've got the audio-only parts that we'll discuss. Uh, it will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. When this gets released tomorrow, we'll talk about some stuff from Raw, like Alexa Bliss getting linked back with Bray Wyatt, Dexter Loomis, and the NXT Iron Survivor Challenge participants. Let's natin over there. But first, your picks of the week. You know what to do. Drop them in the comments. Tigi-tigi salang po. Barilang sa umaga. 
All right, let's start with Chino. What's your pick of the week, good sir? So, yes, you heard me say it. My pick is going out to MJF. Like, I'm just a fan of custom belts. Uh, people are hating on it, but I love a good custom belt. And if they sold that, I would buy it. Since I haven't been around in a while, I'm giving myself another pick. It's wrestling adjacent. It is a war, a food war with Triple H doing a, an episode of a YouTube show called Food Wars on Sports Bible. It's a very entertaining five-minute clip where he gets to choose between American and British snack foods. It's a good time killer. And I, and I Thanks mean, for the visual, Chino. And I like it. Yeah, we were talking about food anyway. So it Thanks. makes sense. So yeah, those are my two picks. All right, Emil ASH, your pick of the week. All right, so my pick of the week is a video that WWE posted last uh, Thanksgiving. It was uh, Ray, uh, Dominic Mysterio and Mia Ripley going over to the Mysterio's house and uh, beating up Ray Mysterio. Uh, it was it, it was it was just so funny because uh, there there were a lot of like things there happening. Like when Ray arrived, he was fixing his mask. Yeah. Was so that was so uh, so funny. And then can I just um, add to what Emil is saying here and say number one, very attitude era. And number yeah. two, does Rey Mysterio wear that mask everywhere? No. Okay, ito. He is not wearing the mask for Thanksgiving dinner. When the camera crew arrived, Angie answered the door first because Ray could not face the camera unmasked. He had to go get his mask, wear it, and appear in front of the camera at the door. That's why you saw him fixing the mask and running his hands on his head. Zero, he, your he mask wore the mask. You're, you're, you're mad at that, but you also forget there was a good time in the 90s where he just wrestled unmasked. Yeah, so it's so? not like we haven't seen him unmasked. Yeah, but you know, in kayfabe, in the canon of WWE, he still wears a mask and he respects Lucha tradition despite being unmasked. Yeah. So, uh, and despite being at home, despite oh. being at home, no, because he, there was a camera crew. <laughs> <laughs> And then, I love uh, how to set him off. Yeah. Uh, to those of you who have only followed the podcast in the COVID era, those row rants were a signature of the mid 2010s. So <laughs> that's a throwback for you. And, uh, All right, uh, so yeah, Ro, since you're you're on yeah. one already, uh, Emil, pala, your yeah. pick. You know, yeah. yung kay Dominic. Yeah, may I add, may I add something? Uh, no, no. From that, no, from that, right. not really. Like the explanation that Dominic said on the bump was really like, another thing funny. He beat up Rey Mysterio because there was already a Christmas tree in their house in November. Which, uh, as a Filipino, it's so funny because we do that. <laughs> as as uh, our culture yeah. does that, we put up Christmas decorations as early as September. So it, it was just, it was just funny to me. So that's our pick of the week. <laughs> all right, that's okay, Ro, your pick of the week. Uh, I haven't seen all of AW Dynamite yet. It might probably would have been Brian Danielson versus Dax Harwood had I seen it already. But since not yet, my pick is from AW Dark, Takeshita versus uh, Arya Devari. Oh, just because, we just, yeah, just because uh, Takeshita's back uh, for I don't uh, know how long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, my pick of the week is the triple threat from Survivor Series War Games p- uh, between Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley. Easily a whole lot of fun in just uh, under 15 minutes. Let's get to your picks really quickly um, in the comment section. Daming pumili ng war games. Uh, some of you pick Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso. That's Glendale's pick. Albert picks everything. Austin Theory. 
Uh, yeah, that's it. Those are the picks of the week. Sa kumu meron ba? Uh, wala. Wala, wala. So, just a bunch of comments from Domenico31 saying random wrestling names. So, thank you for watching. Uh, I don't know what those mean, but thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it from Kumu. All right, uh, China. Any plugs before we leave? Uh, so the so the comedy season has officially come to a close, but we have a few last shows before we call it uh, the year. December seventeenth, I'll be hosting for Nodong Balinan in his one-hour special at the Wicked Dogs BGC. Also, the last few episodes of the Class Clown podcast are dropping. Stay tuned for that. But also, I really want you guys to check out my one-hour special. It's 350 pesos. And I put my heart and soul into this special. That's isang tao palang bumibili. So uh, I really need you guys to help and support me in this endeavor. Thecoolpals.com for 350 pesos. All that money goes to a great, great cause, uh, me. So that's where you need to go. Thecoolpals.com. Also, linktr.ee slash Chino Supersize. Pwede ba sila magbayad via Gcash? Kasi that's yes, a big... Yes, pwede, uh, pwede. Yeah. Uh, it is, they do it through Helix Pay, so pwede yan. Yung. Okay. Uh, Emil, anything you want to plug? Uh, just follow me on Twitter, EML underscore Meister, and on TikTok as well. Yung. Same handle. Yeah, just uh, post sports opinions, wrestling opinions. Also, Emil mahabol post- ko lang yung audio only natin coming out with... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one and only, Rick Olivares. He is a tenured sports journalist and he helps me Review FPW, mawala na ang lahat, wag lang ang wrestling. Yep. All right. Speaking of the local scene, Ro, let's uh, plug MWF. Yeah. MWF Noche Buena is happening next week. That is December 11th. That is a Sunday. Sunday, yeah, it's always a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's happening at the Peta Theater Center. If you don't have a ticket yet, sadi mo na kay sa contest namin kasi uh, the best answer will get, you know, a pair each. So, good deal na yun. So, you know, before you buy anything first. But, you know, if you don't want to answer the questions, you, you can always buy your tickets at TicketToMe.net. We still have a few ringside tickets up for grabs. You definitely want to be a part of that action up close. You never know what could happen. Also, uh, follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. I also forgot. If you want to support local wrestling as well, you can subscribe to MWF on Gank. Uh, ManilaWrestling.com for only $10. You can pay via Gcash as Lance found out recently. On there, you can catch the latest and previous episodes of Action Novella TV where title changes apparently happen. So, uh, good deal. That's around almost $600 now at this point. But it's a good deal if you want to support the local scene and see it succeed and see all of us get better. Yeah. All right. For me, just want to plug an upcoming appearance on Kayfabe Cafe. Uh, Jack no. leaving his pick of the week in the comments. In a Fred and Ina meron din. Uh, we talked about my career, how I ended up working for the WWE and my insights on working heel, especially in the local context. A really fun and memorable conversation with Jag, who I have some history with then dating back to our days at Mellow 94.7. So go check that out when the episode drops. Go follow Kayfabe Cafe on their socials as well. For us, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram. Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and TikTok. Individually, it is at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister, at Chino Supersized, at Row is War, and at underscore Stan C. 
Thank you very much to our producers over at PNA for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. Thank you to every patron, subscriber, listener, viewer, commenter, all of you who enjoy the work that we do here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you next week for another audio only and for our live stream here at 7 p.m. on Facebook and on Kumu. And we'll announce then kung sino mananalo ng tickets natin from Ninang Abi for MWF Noche Buena. On behalf of Emil ASH, Chino Liao, and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. Reminding everyone to keep your masks on if you want and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. Wrestling, wrestling podcast out. Peace. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.